In this week's In-Ear Insights, we are back from days and days and days upon the road. Katie, you were at Social Media Marketing World with me, and I just finished the world tour going all over the place. And we wanted to take some time to revisit some of the key takeaways and things that we experienced at Social Media Marketing World, particularly as the, the landscape has changed so much. The one thing that I noted at Social Media Marketing World, and this is, should be, is and should be no surprise to anyone, was like, Every other session was had something to do with generative AI. Huge surprise, right? Yeah, it was. It was interesting. I was a little. I I don't know why I was surprised by that. I think I was surprised because you and I, Chris, were in what was considered the AI track. So there were speakers brought into the event specifically to talk about AI, and then there was supposed to be the rest of the speakers talking about you know, all of the different aspects of social media marketing. And what I noticed instead was that every talk was about generative AI. So then I almost kind of felt like, well, why are we here? And the reason we were there was to go deeper into generative AI and not sort of surface level it like the other speakers were going to do because their focus was more of the social media tools and the tactics. But I was a little concerned because of the potential conflicting messages, because of the overlap of sessions, and because of how overwhelming it was as an attendee. You had no breath, no break from hearing about generative AI. You walked out the door and somebody brought up generative AI. You went to a separate offsite event. And oh my God, somebody brought up generative AI. And can we please just stop talking about generative AI? It is nine o'clock at night and the karaoke band is starting. Why are we still talking about generative AI? There was, but there was no break from it. And it was so, it was such a focus. And what that says to me as someone who is in it every day is that the amount of concern and panic and desire for education is so strong right now that our job, Chris, you and I, as people who understand generative AI, is to continue to create useful content, but in different contexts. I think that's a really good way of putting it. And the other thing that I want to emphasize that was sort of an internal takeaway for me is that of all the generative AI content there was, and I, I sampled a lot of it, and of course, I've been in, in other places too, it's all very, your words are, are exactly at surface level. There's very little principles-based content around generative AI, around how these models work, so that if you understand the, me the mechanics of it, mm -hmm. you know what the tools can and can't do, and you don't need as much, oh, here's a template for this, and here's a prompt for this, and here's a thing for this. If you understand the principles, you can say, okay, I know generally how this model works. I know generally what's good and what's bad. Mm -hmm. at. I know generally how to structure a prompt to get good results out of it. And thus, when a new version comes out, a new change comes out, or a new tool comes out, you can evaluate it very quickly and get up to speed very quickly because you understand the foundation principles. And that's what's missing from a lot of the generative AI content right now. It's here's 48 tips on how to use this for, for Instagram. And here's how you use this image generator and stuff like that. And it's not, here's what a diffuser does and why you still have nine fingers on someone's hand, right? <laughs> here's here's what Gemini is, like Gemini 1.5. It's a mixture of experts model. Here's what that means and what it's going to do 
So you understand, okay, for my prompts, I should do X instead of Y. And that I feel like is the missing piece from all the generative AI conversations in marketing right now is there's very little focus on the principles. Well, let me let me push back a little bit and ask you this question, though. So I could argue or even just sort of state the fact that my session on how to assess your AI readiness was surface level because I didn't get into how the models work. I didn't get into how the tools work. And so, you know, I my goal was to provide a framework to help companies, to help teams say, is this even the right solution? So I didn't get into the principles the way that you're describing them. And my question to you is, is that needed? Is this the right audience? Do they need to know how it works or do they just need to know what buttons to push to make it do something? And I say that because if we think it's, you know, we talk about generative AI, like it's this like new crazy thing, but it's just an, I talk about it like it's another piece of software and the same, you know, principles to use your word apply when integrating, when assessing, when, you know, considering, when learning, how deep have we as a marketing industry gone in understanding how, you know, SEO tools like SEMrush and Ahrefs work, or do we just use them? How deep do we go in understanding how Google Tag Manager actually fires, or are we just using it at surface level? So why is generative AI a different case? Really good question. First, I'd argue your talk was a principles-based talk because it, those are foundational principles that even come even before the use of generative AI, right? You have mm -hmm. to have those down. The people, yeah. the process, the purpose, the performance, right? Generative AI is the platform, but it's one-fifth right. of the puzzle. It's the least important piece. So mm -hmm. yours was not a surface talk. Yours was a you need to do this before you, you start using generative AI or you will always get suboptimal results. Yeah. When it comes to other tools, I mean, think about it. Even in 2024, we are still having to explain to people the difference between a user, a, vis a session, and an event in Google Analytics, right? Those are foundational principles. For example, if you are doing marketing, mm -hmm. the general best scope of measurement is the session because you want to know what got someone to do something that day. The person is more of a revenue set of measure, the unique visitor, because you want to see what that human being has done. And the event, we used to call it the page of the event, is a UX UI thing to see what, you know, that's that's the best scope for UI UX because you want to see what individual behaviors on a piece of content occurred so that you can make better judgments about your design and your flow. That those foundational principles of analytics are still missing. And we've had Google Analytics now for 20 years and, and people mm -hmm. still don't understand it. So it's not that generative AI is something profoundly different than these other tools. It is that we never took the time as an industry to explore the foundation principles of all of our other MarTech. And as a result, you do have people spending absurd amounts of money on MarTech tools that and, and getting suboptimal results because they don't understand the principles. Generative AI, I hope, is different in that if we can get people to think about foundation principles first, they mm -hmm. won't have to spend 10 years wasting time to get maximum performance from it. So I wonder, I mean, and this is really more of a rhetorical question, so I don't know that you need to try to find a, a real answer for it. But if we've spent the last, you know, 15, 20 years trying to educate people on the foundations of Google Analytics and it hasn't stuck. What makes you think that educating 
this industry on the foundational principles of generative AI is going to be any different. So and this is this is why it's rhetorical. It, I know it's rhetorical, but I think it deserves a serious <laughs> answer. Okay. For the majority of people, it won't be different. The difference is that generative AI is evolving much, much faster and more capably than other tools. Google Analytics in 20 years has gotten, what, five major upgrades to you know the current version. But Google Analytics is not going to do your job for you. So, so we used to say that generative AI would, would not take a job, but a person capable of using AI would take the jobs of people who are not. That's been the, the mantra for a while. However, the tools are evolving at such an incredible rate these days that they are starting to take on significant tasks, complex tasks, that if your job is one task or a series of relatively repetitive tasks, yeah, your job is in peril from the machine itself because mm -hmm. you know if you are just drafting Instagram posts, you're just making Instagram creative, or you know, and any of the things that were discussed in social media marketing world, a lot of that is very repetitive work conceptually, right? The individual task may have variations, like what copy am I going to write today for this Instagram post? But the mm -hmm. task is highly repetitive. And it is very possible now for those tools to do substantial chunks of your job, which in turn means if you don't get a handle on principles-based generative AI and how to use it, if you're just copying, pasting prompts and things, what will happen is the tool will simply evolve past you and then your job is gone. Right. Mm -hmm. At the if you work in an agency with a hundred people and eighty are doing staff work, you may be down to five, and so those seventy-five people now need to find other employment because the tools are so capable and evolving so fast. So to you know, I know your point was rhetorical, mm -hmm. but there's a very real aspect of these tools are evolving really, really fast, and you need to get your hands hands around them conceptually so that you can evolve with them. And that's the important point. You, you, we, the people, have to evolve with the tools. If we just close our eyes and and, and say, like, "Nope," you know, we're just going to copy these templates. You're in peril. So when we think about you know all of the different sessions at Social Media Marketing World this past week, it sounds like maybe then the event coordinators were onto something where they were really doubling down on more sessions than not talking about generative AI, but they were talking about them in different contexts. And so now I'm looking at the agenda through a different lens saying, okay, sessions like mine and yours and Paul's and Andrew Davis, like where we were really talking about the principles in the tech, not so much social media marketing, that's necessary because you need to have that foundational education of, here's what the thing is, here's how you navigate it. And then all of the other sessions were Facebook ads and generative AI or, you know, social listening and generative AI. And then you had folks like Ann Hanley, who was that breath of fresh air, who came in and said, forget generative AI for a second. Yes, it's there. You still need to be authentic. You still need to build trust in order for these tools to be effective for you. And so, you know, it was I was talking with her and she is concerned about her role in all of in sort of this new world of marketing events where everything is very technology and generative AI and, you know, that kind of focus. And she was questioning where she fits into it because she doesn't talk about that stuff. And Anyone who knows her, anyone who's seen her speak knows like she absolutely has a place in it. 
But she, as a person, was questioning it, wondering, is my message still resonating? And I would say, at least from my perspective, the answer is yes, because at the end of the day, she's talking about the things that generative AI won't be doing for you. And so you can, you know, automate your job, you can, you know, get the repetitive tasks, you can, you know, let generative AI write first drafts for you. But, you know, so, you know, Anne is really wondering where she fits into this whole narrative about generative AI, because she doesn't talk a lot about the tech and the tools. You know, she talks about storytelling and content marketing. And that's something that is just as important as understanding the principles of generative AI is what the tools aren't going to be doing for you. And that's where Anne, speakers like Anne, who talk about the less technical aspects and more of the fundamentals of storytelling are really needed right now because you're still trying to make human-to-human connections. The tools are supportive. The tools are not meant to replace that aspect of relationship building, of business, you know, of trust building, of audience, community. Those are all the things that generative AI won't be doing for you. So you need to make sure that you as the human understand those pieces and how you can further refine your skills. And that's where speakers like her are going to be, they're going to find their place in the narrative around generative AI. And so it's just as important to have the non-technical sessions as it is to have the principles and the fundamentals and the tools and all of those things around generative AI. I mean, it makes sense if you think about it. If if you're someone like Anne, think about the five Ps, right? Mm-hmm. Purpose, people, process, platform, performance. If everyone's talking about generative AI, the platform and the technology, and maybe some of the process for using it, the other parts are still largely unaddressed, right? People who talk about Pinterest and generative AI, are they talking still about the people or the purpose mm-hmm. of what you're doing? And so, yeah, there's absolutely room for everyone to still have a point of view. The other thing is that there comes a point where, you know, to what you were saying, people are so oversaturated on a particular topic that literally anything else is an improvement because it just gets muddled up in your brain. Right? If you heard mm-hmm. about generative AI for Pinterest and generative AI for Facebook and generative AI for Instagram and generative AI for threads, you're like, what am I doing again? <laughs> right? As opposed to saying, here's how you do the, th- here's how to be the most e- effective on Instagram and generative AI is part of that process. Mm-hmm. But in some ways, leading with generative AI is still just leading with platform and not mm-hmm. leading with purpose, which is if you want, you know, again, optimum results, you've got to start at the beginning of the five P's. Exactly. And so I think, you know, for attendees of social media marketing world and really any event over the next couple of years, you should expect that a lot of the conversation is going to be around generative AI, you as an attendee, your responsibility is to seek out those sessions that aren't leading with platform, but are leading with purpose. They're out there, they they completely exist. And I think that, you know, for event coordinators of events like Social Media Marketing World and others, you know, I would hope that you are looking for speakers that are really talking through holistically the whole 360 of where generative AI fits in and not just, hey, generative AI, let's slap, you know, a context on it like Facebook, generative AI for Facebook, generative AI for Pinterest, generative AI for content marketing, generative AI for email marketing. 
that's not enough. Attendees and audience members and marketers need more. They need more of the full picture of where this tool fits in to everything else, not here's a tool, fit your life around it. That's the wrong way to be approaching it. And so, you know, I think that social media marketing world, having that separate AI track, knowing that the other conversations would be around generative AI was a good move because it gave attendees more of that foundational education. I agree. And I think your point about it being integrated into a different into, into a context is really important. I did another talk a couple of weeks ago called Building the Data-Driven Customer Journey. And one of the challenges of that talk, because I've given it for years now, was, <clears throat> okay, you've built the data-driven customer journey. Now what? Right? And that's where the answer to that second half was, okay, now here's how to use generative AI capabilities to take the data from your data-driven customer journey and make changes, make decisions, take action on it. And the fact that the tools exist now that allow you to do that without having to be you know, a, a statistics expert or without having to be an artist or having to be you know, a Pulitzer Prize winning author enables you to turn those, those questions into answers and then turn those answers into action. And I think that's where, again, some of the things that we heard at Social Media Marketing World, some of the, 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 the discussions were very tactical and like, here's how you use it for this, which is a great individual recipe. Right. But the difference between principles-driven use of generative AI versus sort of you know one-off cases is the difference between knowing how to cook and just being able to follow a recipe. Being able to follow a recipe is good. It's important. Like You should absolutely do it. Mm -hmm. But if you understand the concepts behind broiling versus frying, then when you read a recipe, you look at it and go, that, that doesn't seem right. Like You're, you're making a, a classic British fry-up breakfast, and it tells you to, to broil the tomatoes instead of fry them. Like, should I do that? Because for this, maybe it's there's some limitations you have. You would want you could use a different method, but you'd only know that if you knew the principles. And the same is true of generative AI. Well, and I think in your example, another way to state it is, you know, so I'm I'm really good at following recipes. You know, I am someone who relies on recipes because I just don't do it often enough. You know, I don't cook often enough. My husband, on the other hand, he doesn't need a recipe because he knows the foundations and he can look at a series of ingredients and turn it into something that I could never do. And I think about that a lot because I'm like, I wish I could do that. And the, the answer is I would just need more practice. I would just need more experimentation. I would just need to know what a fried tomato versus a broiled tomato tastes like. And do I prefer a broiled versus a fried or you know, a sauteed or a, you know, whatever. And, you know, where does it fit into the overall big picture? You're like, maybe it's fine. Maybe for some people, that version of a tomato is perfectly acceptable, you know, or to your point, Chris, maybe there's a limitation in the equipment and that's your only option. So how do you adjust all of the other things? But if you are only ever relying on a recipe to tell you how to do that, you may not be able to problem solve and figure it out because that's not what the recipe says to do. That is exactly it. 
when we were at Social Media Marketing World, I was doing some of the table talks and, and a few other things, and I was running some prompts in real time for people. And the mm -hmm. feedback I got from folks was, you know, your prompting is way different than mine. Like, uh, I, I, it's clear that you know, you know something about prompting I don't. I'm like, mm, that's not true. Mm -hmm. What is different is exactly what you're talking about, which is I've just had so much time because I've been working with these tools since like 2020. The first GPT-2 model came out, right. and you know, it was like dumb as a bag of hammers. But when you've been working with these long enough and doing things enough with them, eventually you get those implicit skills that are very hard to describe, but mm -hmm. they make the tools work better. If you understand, you know, you, even if you can't elucidate on how you know to navigate latent space in a model, you just do it, but it, it becomes apparent when you're doing the thing. So mm -hmm. when you're, when, you know, when your husband is cooking, you know, pork ribs or something like that. It's very, he doesn't have to think about it because those steps mm -mm. are, are inherent. They're in it, just part of the process. And so for social media marketers who want to use generative AI, it really comes down to using it an awful lot and following the recipes in the beginning, mm -hmm. then seeing variation of the recipes, right? Here's a, what a recipe for Instagram looks like. Here's what a recipe for Instagram reels looks like and how it's different than Instagram stories mm -hmm. until you can say, okay, now, I understand the principles, the power of the recipes. I can transcend the recipe because I don't need it anymore. It's mm -hmm. that's actually something very, very old. So the martial arts, like you do the technique perfectly, you learn variations technique. Eventually, you could leave the technique behind because you understand the principles behind it. It makes me think of, and maybe this will resonate with some of our audience members a little bit better. I think there's a scene in the Harry Potter movies. I haven't read the books. Please don't be mad at me. I'm not a super fan, but it always sort of struck me like, so it's in, I want to say it's in the Half-Blood Prince where Harry found the old book, you know, and they're in like their version of like the chemistry, their potions, and everybody else in the class is struggling. They're reading this recipe exactly. And this book that Harry has found has those variations written. It's like, you know, the recipe calls for 12, you know, walnuts or something. And in like the notes, somebody has written use 13. And that makes the difference. And it's like, it's, it strikes me like there's this room for variation when, you know, you've mastered the principles. And that to me was a very clear example of someone doing that is like, yes, this is good, but here's how to make it better. And so it's, so I guess the point, you know, that we are both making over and over and over again <laughs> is, you know, learn the foundation. That's what these events are for is to give you, you know, here's the resources, here's the education that you need to go do on your own. I think that's the other thing about events is you're not going to get everything you need in that time and space. What they are doing is basically saying, here's the path you need to go down. Now you need to continue to walk that path to get to your destination. And a really great example of that is so Chris and I both gave the foundations and principles of generative AI, but to get the full picture, we would encourage you to take our course, which you can get at trustinsights.ai slash AI course, which is a deeper dive, more in depth to how to actually use effectively generative AI, including the principles that we gave you, including the foundational material. And so the key takeaway from social media marketing world should have been for attendees, okay, here's a bunch of things I now need to go do, but I know what direction I'm going in. Exactly. And for more advanced practitioners, 
the the key takeaway was here is how people perceive generative AI today. Mm-hmm. And if you know where the technology is going, which, you know, again, if you follow what's happening with the big models and things, then it becomes fairly straightforward to predict what people are going to need in the near future. Mm-hmm. And the understanding of those foundational principles so that as models change, your prompts and your your use to these tools can change with them and require not a whole lot of rework and reinvention to, to make them adapt. Anytime a model under the hood changes, prompts that used to work great yesterday may not work as well today. But if you know what the changes are and you know how that model is interpreting those changes, then you can update things to make them work uh, perhaps even better than before. But if particularly if the new model has capabilities, the older one doesn't. But the only way you get to that is by understanding those fundamentals. So I would encourage you again, yes, take absolutely take the course. Be sure you're also part of our Slack community. Go to trustedsights.ai slash analytics for marketers, where you and over 3,000 other marketers are asking and answering each other's questions about analytics and AI all day, every day, along with fun things like you know music track lists and stuff in the, in the music channel. And wherever it is that you watch or listen to the show, if there's a channel you'd rather have it on instead, go to trustinsights.ai slash TI podcast, where you can find us on every major podcast platform. And while you're on your platform of choice, please leave us a rating and a review. It does help to share the show. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time.